again. Hey, Jared. I have an exciting new opportunity for you. Do tell. So, do you like hiking? I like hiking, yes. Oh, good, good, good. I like getting out in nature. I like spreading my nature wings. Oh, oh, you do? Hmm. Yes. Okay. Uh, we're going to put you in the desert. I don't like, I don't like heat. Please don't do We're that. Gonna, well, I mean, it gets really cold at night. It does, but it gets really hot <laughs> during the day. <laughs> Max Calderon enters the scene. Who Max are you? Calderon, Max Calderon. Could that be? Is that famed explorer Max Calderon <laughs> in the distance? Max Calderon, Max Calderon. My ankle hurts. <laughs> it is him. <laughs> My ankle hurts. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Indie Film Review. That's Dan. I'm Jared. What's up? Hey, everybody. So, uh, yeah, we watch independent films here, and uh, we talk about them. That's what the show is, Dan. Yes, Jared. We watched After a... After all these years, we're, we're still doing that. We watched a film this week. This film this week is a documentary. Ah, yes. The events happened in real time, directed by Christopher Castle, starring Max Calderon. Max Calderon, Max Calderon. So Katie sent this to us. Thank you so much, Kete. Uh, I think she might be like a... What's when you promote movies? I think uh, she's doing that, maybe. She's like kind of a... a Producer for post-production, maybe? I don't know. A, d- a distributor. Yeah, she's like a promoter movier. A promoter movier distributor. She seems very nice. Yeah, so we're going to talk about this uh, film, Into the, Lo- Into the Lost Desert. I don't know yes. if you said that. Into the Lost Desert. And you can find it on Tubi for free. Yeah, we watched it on Tubi. It was great. I mean, whenever the commercials come on, you just mute it. And you fucking fuck around on your phone until they stop talking and you go right back to the film. And it's all free, so it's like, you know, that's the price you pay. They got some good classics on Tubi. I've seen some good films on Tubi, too. Like, Anyway, The Lost Desert, guys, is about a man named Max Calderon. A man. A myth. Who walks through a legend. the biggest desert. Mm-hmm. And that's it. It's well, there's there's I mean, there's a lot to that. Well, I mean, I don't want to spoil it, but he's walking through the desert. So there's this there's this desert in um, on the border of the UAE, the United Arab Emirates um, called the Empty Quarter. And it's just this extreme expanse of just nothingness. It's in a inhabitable inhabitable. Yeah. Inhabitable desert halfway through the film like the camels disappear and like he's definitely in a very desolate area and this guy max calderon he has spent his entire life like since he was seven years old wanting to cross this desert which is absolutely crazy to me like as a matter of fact (laughs) half of my notes and by half i mean five times i wrote this down this guy is fucking crazy some iteration of that This guy is nuts. <laughs> like, His ambition, he has like an internal drive to want to cross dangerous areas. You have that, but then you have all the people that are around him. You have his wife and like they have to deal with this fucking ambition he has. It's it's 
crazy as fuck. One of the most interesting things, too, is that, like, Max, he keeps saying that by doing this, he's gonna have answers to the questions that he has, and that's, like, a big thing that hangs over the film. Yes. And... I found that almost like more interesting than like, is he going to make it or not? My want at the end of the film was not, is he going to find the answers? Because I'm pessimistic. I'm like, this isn't going to tell him anything. He's, what's his next challenge? Yeah, but it's like, it's almost like a man fighting his own ambition. Yeah. It's it, his inner struggle to, it, well, everyone kind of has this in a way where it's like, you want to be remembered. And the longer everyone goes on, it's like, okay, what is my contribution to humanity? Yeah, so basically, instead of crossing a desert, we're making a podcast. Yeah, so like, <laughs> the bar was low for us. This is my art. Dan, this is my art. It's my art too, bro. So yeah, very interesting. We're going to talk about it right now. Okay, so Jared, um, yes. the only question I have off the top of my head... The only question he has. Okay. Okay, so how did you like Max Calderon's on-camera presence? He's a very interesting guy. Uh, he's not afraid to show emotion, and um, he cries many times in this, but I completely understand why he's crying. Yes. Because... The stuff he has to do in this is just out of control. Has like, to I, do? Wait, <laughs> he's being forced to do these things? His brain is forcing him yeah, to do right. it. Yeah, you're right. But you're right. He doesn't have to do any of this. And I like the ensemble cast of like him and... Uh, His crew. Ian. Ian, I think yes, is the guy's Ian, name. Yes, Ian. Him yeah. and Ian. So it's like every time they reach a new stretch... Like, uh, every time uh, Max, like, shows up, like, him and Ian hug, and they're like, okay, you're alive. Good, good, good. So, Max is walking this 700-mile desert, including, like, the, the Tiger Dunes, which is, like, an insane, like, mountainous region of desert. Oh, yeah. Let's let's talk about the Tiger Dunes for a second, because that impressed, like, you, you learn this very early in the film. It's crazy. He's going to climb the Tiger Dunes, because, basically, dunes are inescapable for this little trajectory he's doing straight through the desert and the tiger dunes can go over a thousand feet high depending on where you are which is mm -hmm. fucking insane yeah and there's a few times they have some issues with them and that was in a vehicle so you can imagine how difficult it was just on foot so he's doing this and basically there's like a crew of like 10 vehicles that are following near him not not with him all the time because sometimes they can't be even that close to him just because of the terrain and they'll go and set up camp ahead of him, and then they'll meet him there. And then once he gets there, he, he sleeps, they give him food and water, they check his vitals and everything, they just send him on his way. So it's like pit stops, almost like he's a, a race car. <laughs> it's just, it's crazy, him being out there. Anyways, anyways. Okay, so my question for you is, uh, how did you feel about, I, I, cause like, I don't know if we need to spend too much time on the construction. Like, I don't, I don't think we have to break it down. We could just group it all into one. But, like, the overall construction of the film. I think it worked it? very well. Like, you know, how, how are you going to make a dude in the desert interesting for mm -hmm. an hour and 20 minutes other than to, like, intersplice facets of his life? His past, things like that. I think it was it came together very well. Extremely professionally done. It was all I'd have to say standard documentary stuff, but that's what this is. It's yeah. a documentary. Yeah, so it's exactly. like they're not gonna try anything weird or new. They you don't need to because that's distracting from the subject. Well, there were a couple really cool bird's eye view shots of the vehicle train yeah. going through the desert. That was really awesome. Yeah, I mean they have a lot of fun with drones in this, which is 
you know, I, I love a good drone shot. There's a lot of cool desert drone shit. And I liked all the animals. I almost wish it was like <laughs> they would show us more of the animals and talk about it. But that's not the focus of the documentary. Dude, okay, here's my next question. That scene where the dude, um, the the Bedouin dude that they meet, he like calls all the camels over and they all come to him. How fucking cool was that? I've never yeah, seen that yeah. before in my life. That was so cool. I love that. So there's like these uh, uh, desert farmers or yeah. you know, like desert grazers, I guess. I yeah, but like are. they're they're teaching their kids how to be camel herders and things like that. Those two little kids were so adorable. Yeah. And their little outfits and and the dad, because they're just camel uh, farmers, but it's like they're out there and they said the camels are grazing and it's like, what are they grazing on? Sand. I, I, I don't know. Well, anyways, I'm like, man, I hope that guy's doing okay because like there's nothing out there for these camels. Um, but yeah, yeah, yeah. They were, they were kind of showing off the camels and the dude was trying to like promote his camel. He's like, these camels, they're the best camels. He's like 600 for these camels. You'll never find a better. Pro-. It was so funny. I loved it. I'm like, this guy, is that scene was awesome. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 So I love the little interstitials when we kind of like took breaks on that. And like, how did you feel about when we started talking about Max Calderon's life? I love it. Kids and diving into it. Nice. Well, cool. I, I, I loved it. But then at one point, whenever he starts talking about kids, like because he's talking to his mom about like, you know, you're the one that got me into this because you bought me this recy- encyclopedia. Recyclopedia. Mm-hmm. You got me this encyclopedia. And. She's like, oh, yeah, I remember that. And then it cuts from that to, oh, by the way, he has three children and a wife. And he's going to risk his life. Yeah. <laughs> and he's 50. He's in his 50s. Yeah. His, his mid-50s and he's doing this. So he's been doing this kind of extreme uh, hiking. He has 11 world records that pertain yes. to desert exploration. As soon as he got to the halfway mark, that was as far as he had ever hiked. Yeah. All of his other records and all the things he's done, now he's surpassing it by a huge, huge amount. So it's like he had never done something like this before. I, I mean, I know it wasn't the focus of the documentary, but I just kept thinking, like, his ambition is so... You have to be so dedicated to doing something like that that he's, like, willing to throw his life away yeah. in pursuit of it, even though he does have, like, a wife and 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 I'm so surprised he has a family and, that supports him. Like... Yeah, yeah. They're, like, 100% they're, supporting him. Like, happily married, happily... Like, you know, he's the best dad in the fucking world. Like, it just the way he treats his kids, but then he's like, nope, sorry, got to put you down. You can meet me at the finish line and I might make it. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Hopefully I'll be alive when, I, yeah, it's like, geez, because they really ham up how dangerous this is and, and like everything. And at first I'm like, okay, all right, he's got a crew with him. You know, it's not that bad. And then they start showing the footage of it. I'm like, very easily, these guys could have lost a couple cars and then other people would have to go and get help. Like, this thing could have turned sideways so fucking fast. Dude, they could have lost him. In fact, like, one of the first crises in the movie is, did we lose him? <laughs> like... The the danger of what they were doing wasn't sitting in until about halfway through the film, during the sandstorm. And I'm like, oh, oh. they're like on the moon right now. <laughs> yeah. They're on the fucking moon. And if something happens, they're fucked. So cool. Oh, okay. I wanted to ask you one more question. Yes. I mean, we can get into spoilers too. So we're going to spoil this movie. I think if you like documentaries, you should watch this. I think it's real good, especially documentaries about people doing crazy shit in the desert, you know, uh, or if you like. No, there's of, another uh, one that nature. this one reminded me of. Yeah. 
but there's a there's a documentary on Hulu. I think it's still on Hulu called Free Solo, and it's about a guy who free solos a a big mountain free soloing. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. climbing without uh, any equipment. And Max did that. Like there's yeah. pictures of Max in his past free soloing shit. I'm like, of course yeah. this guy's he's an gonna, adventurer. Yeah. This guy's a, a real fucking adventurer. And I thought it was so cool how um, he was saying, "I want my kids." to know a real adventurer and not have to just see one in a book like, like me. And I'm like, these kids, some of them probably cannot comprehend it. Even how fucking cool their dad is. Yeah. <laughs> and then I bet later on in their lives, they're going to be like, God damn, <laughs> this guy was out of control. Well, One of his kids is in college. <laughs> so he already knows. Well, yeah, he gets it. Yeah. He gets it. I'm sure he's slinging that. I was like, Hey, you know, my dad's a famous adventurer. Uh, <laughs> can I, can I finger you under the bleachers? Oh God. <laughs> He's, he's throwing his dad's name around. <laughs> I'm Billy Calderon. I haven't done shit, but my dad's done a lot. Can I have a car loan? My dad owns a dealership. <laughs> <laughs> yes, Aquatine Hunger Force. Oh, man. Jared, here's my question that's going to spoil the movie. Because, okay, we've talked about what, Let's do like, it. how the, the construction of the film. But there's one part of the film that I'm like, why did we put this in here? Oh, okay. How did you feel about the segment? It's a very brief segment, but where he's, he starts to talk about spirituality and then they talk about the gin for like oh. five minutes. Okay. Not even five minutes, like two minutes. But it's like, what the fuck? I'm really into the spirituality. I like hearing about his thoughts on the gin and how the desert speaks to him. I think that's really cool. What I didn't like is the special effects nonsense. Of the ghosts, like, flying. or I know they're trying to make things interesting. It was a kind of a cool effect. It just felt like, like, this is a documentary. Like, we don't need that stuff. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, I'd rather just hear him talk about it. Like, they could have just had him in front of a camera or walking and just talking about the gin. You know, that... That probably would have fixed my my thoughts on it, too. Like, if it, he just talked about the gin instead of showing all these weird, like, images in the sandstorm. It's like, mm. he, he was saying, like, he'll he'll be walking. He'll get so delirious that he'll see people, like, mirages and shit. And he'll be like, oh, what are you doing here? And they disappear. And, or, like, he's just delirious. You know, he's, like, just walking and walking and walking. And in the solitude of doing the things that he does and how like he likes to be alone like that kind of stuff doesn't bother him he's very nitpicky about things and i, I kind of understand why he is because again if you're going to be doing something this extreme yeah you're probably going to have some foibles or some like foibles like, weird things you do or superstitions but like he doesn't like interacting with the crew very much because it thinks he like he's like it takes me out of what i'm doing He's like, I want to be one with nature so much. I want to be in this so much that I don't want any distractions. And I thought that was fascinating. So, like, anytime they had to help him, like, when he hurts his ankle. Yeah, Ian's like, oh, he's going to be mad at me. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Or, like, when when they lose communication, he's like, okay, we, we don't want him to get mad at me. It was so funny. <laughs> They're like an old married couple. Yeah. <laughs> I love Ian and Max. Oh, man. He's like, we're just going to go there. We're going to check up on him, and we're, I'm not going to give him any negative energy his way. I'm going to try to do it in a tone that's very muted, not not sound worried. It's so funny. But uh, can we talk about how Max, during that scene, when we first lose Max and, and comms don't work, he's like an hour late. What's going on? And then they go and try to find him, and they don't see him anywhere. 
And they get really, really worried. They're like, what is happening? So it turns out this fucker, he goes to hang out with the camel guys. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. He takes a car four miles off course and goes to hang out at their house. <laughs> I forgot and he about has that. tea and fruit with these fucking dudes. <laughs> you're like, Max, you're doing something right now, buddy. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> There's people who are worried about you. Your fucking comms don't work. I was very confused. I'm like, what? What is he? Why is he doing this? Like, don't you have a goal in mind? Aren't you trying to make this in like 17 days or whatever? Just that he would do that when he knows his comms don't work. But they really, this entire group of people that he's with thought he was really hurt. I think that scene kind of speaks to his philosophy on this excursion, which he says, he doesn't come out and say, this is what I'm thinking. If you enter the desert thinking you will find something, you will never find anything. You have to enter humble and hope something finds you. So that's that's kind of one of the reasons why I think he went on that little mini excursion to the people with the t- camels and the tea. Like, I get why he would do that. He'd be like, oh, shit. Yeah, I'm going to hang out with these people because it's going to get so much worse. This was only like the first day. Well, Jared, one of the cool things that Max can do that blew my mind. Oh, by the way, guys, we're in spoilers. <laughs> yeah, we said we said. Oh, I don't remember. Go watch this on Tubi. Yeah. Tubi is where I saw it. So he can do something called celestial navigation. Yo, where this is some wizard shit. He looks at the stars and is able to walk in a straight line with the space, basically, with space. He's able to look up. He's like, oh, right there. Okay, I'm oriented. He uses the Schwartz. The Schwartz, yes. He, he the Does Schwartz he is with the Schwartz? him. Yes. Holy shit, dude. This is powerful. His his friend Yogurt told him how to use the Schwartz. <laughs> Comb the desert. We ain't find a goddamn thing. <laughs> Yeah, I thought that was so cool uh, that he's able to to orient himself that way, and I'm like, that's nuts. Which just with it's, the fucking stars, ins- what he like he is, he's a true adventurer. It's awesome. There's even at one point where he starts to walk, and they're like, no, 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 Max, this way. He's like, oh, okay, and then they just correct him, and he starts walking, and he walks, boom, you know, he's he's on the path, and I'm like, that's. Because it's so easy to get lost in the desert, especially on foot. You know, yeah, you'll fucking walk. Well, in I mean, they explained. Like yeah, they explained that like if you're walking in in without like direction, you tend to walk in circles. Mm-hmm. So, and especially because like you know the desert will force you to do that. Like climbing dunes makes you go left and right, and like there's just so much that you have to do. But then, Jared, there's a, there's a moment in the film we've already talked about, but a sandstorm happens. And the sandstorm is another part of the film that I'm like, this guy is insane. Like, just... <laughs> He's walking the whole time in the sandstorm. Just... And so the crew, they hunker down for the night. They're like, okay, sandstorm. It seems pretty bad. This is like, we can't see anything. Um, we're all in our tents and our trailers or whatever, and we're going to go to sleep. Everything's going to be fine. And then they wake up and some of the guys in the tents are stuck under the weight of the sand. All of their cars, all of the fucking all-terrain vehicles that they're driving are 45 degrees on a slope because the yeah. sand moved overnight. <laughs> yeah. Their cars could have got swept away or, or covered in sand. They all could have gotten engulfed in sand overnight. Yeah. Like this is some real bad shit. And then so later on we had a, what is it? Ian? Yeah. Uh, his helper. Yeah. 
So uh, and a, lot, a couple of these guys are like military too. So and Ian, like, he's he did a couple tours as like uh, the Majesty's like he's a British special soldier. ops kind of dude. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, and apparently he's a, he's a good. Na- I mean, he is a good navigator. So they're out there and they're they hit the Tiger Dunes and they're they're just these giant mountains and you see them like driving around and navigate navigating them like just doing these snake patterns around the dunes and it's so it looks so much fun like I want to do that so bad I'm like oh that looks so fun um I get why people do dune buggies and shit cuz yeah. I'm like that looks rad so they're out there and Ian uh the sand is too soft at one spot and he he like the car gives out and he slides into one of the dunes into like a ravine almost. So he's in this like pit. So he gets stuck in there and it made me think of like an ant falling into an ant lion's trap. Mm-hmm. And I just kept waiting for like a giant sandworm to come out. Of the well, like the fucking <laughs> Snarlax and the whatever it's called. The in, Snarlax. In whatever the fuck it's called in Return of the Jedi where like Jabba's. Oh, Sarlax. Sarlax. Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. Absolutely, man. I'm ready. And watching him uh, like try to get out of that i was actually like i thought he wasn't going to make it i thought they were going to lose a car i don't think he can get out of this and that's a credit to the editing too like yeah. the editing and the music and everything well okay so a little bit of a poo poo um so i've already said that i did like the construction of the film but yeah i feel like we jumped from day 1 to day 3 to day 15 like there was lost time i mean i know you're not going to find everything interesting but it felt like it got fast forwarded towards the end. Like by the time we got to day, I, I, I don't know, nine, it was like 20 minutes left in the film. And it just, yeah. like the last couple were kind of short. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I even took a note where um, it, I was like, oh, day three and we're 40 minutes into the film. I'm like, how long is this fucking film? And I paused and looked. I'm like, oh, it's a normal length, you know, hour 30. So it's like, what is going on here what's gonna happen and <laughs> and they kept they kept hinting at that maybe he was what wasn't gonna make it yeah he wasn't gonna make it and i'm like there's no fucking way they're gonna film this and he doesn't make it of course he does make it what did you think about the fanfare at the end and uh how they're all lined up at the end yeah 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 was that was that did that emotionally resonate with you like did it uh no what that did and okay i'm not saying he I don't didn't know if it hit as hard as it, it could it didn't hit as hard as it could have because at that moment it just reminded me that they could have fabricated this whole thing mm. so i mean i'm not saying he didn't cross the desert i'm pretty sure he did but like that just reminded me that it was a documentary I was watching and like the goal in mind has, it has to do with him, but it also has to do with completing this film and film, Mm -hmm. you know, even documentaries have a narrative that they have to follow. There has to be some cohesion with what we're doing and think about it this way too. The, the film crew, does that mean the film crew was following him the entire time he was walking? One of my notes is... Or maybe not the entire time. One but. of my notes is, I can't wait to see the camera guy follow him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, no, he, he has a GoPro with him. So that's how we get a lot of where he is. But they do get a lot of shots of walking beside him or driving beside him. And they're really cool shots. But they are definitely not with him the entire 700 miles. Mm. There's no way. And we're really nitpicking this, by the way. Like, we're just... I mean... Well, that's our job, really good. I, 
I enjoyed it. No, I know, no, I know, absolutely. I know. Like this, but if you like documentaries, you will love this documentary. Yeah. It's so good. It's it's very well made. And I, I mean, like, who gives a shit if there wasn't a lot of fanfare when, when he finally reached the end or or like I I mean, I don't think it was that big of a deal. Uh, like his his friends and family were there at the end, and that's all that fucking matters. Like I thought it was gonna be like news crews. I thought there was gonna be like, whoa, he fucking did it. People are gonna be so news stoked. News crews, and I'm like, news crews. Where are the yeah, I'm like, where are all the fucking people? This guy's doing some crazy shit. Well, I mean, they played the they they played some things from his past whenever he crossed the Oman and whenever he crossed the um the peninsula in 48 hours. Like he he was recognized for those types of things. So talking about finding and and answering questions and stuff, at the end he's like almost seems like he's unfulfilled. Yeah, like, he's exactly. Like, I didn't find the answers I was looking for. Even though you said earlier that he He's like, you shouldn't go into the desert thinking you're going to get answers. Yeah. He was still searching for answers, though. And that's kind of the plight of human beings in general. Yes. You see the fire in him. He's like, I know I said this was going to be my big thing and I was finally going to feel happy and whatever. And it, but it doesn't last. It's only it's like a high. So it's like these extreme stunt people or extreme hikers. They, they have to get that adrenaline rush. And it's so difficult for them. Speaking of not being satisfied with your life. Yeah. In addition to having three kids, he is 52 and has another baby on the way. Yeah. 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 <laughs> so this guy, powerful, powerful. And it, it, it does really speak to just the human condition. Yeah. Where it's like, he's not going to be done until he is done. You know what I mean? Like he... His, his wife and his kids are going to have to deal with him doing this crazy shit until either something happens or, you know, he is so old he cannot physically do it anymore. <laughs> so it's like, you know, damn. Dedication. Yeah. Um, shit. Well, I think I think that's it, Dan. You got any final thoughts? Uh, let me double check my notes. Uh... What do you think? Max and Ian, should we ship them? Yes. Are you going to write any slash fic or fanfic about them? Oh, yes, of course. Hugging and crying in the desert together? And kissing. Yeah. Only if they want to. Only consensual kissing. Well, of course. It's a okay. fanfic, dude. All right. Well, I mean, fanfics could get kind of raunchy. <laughs> a lot of desert play. Sand play, we'll call it. You can find us on Twitter. At Indie Film Pod. You can find us on Instagram at Indie Film Review Pod. You can email us at theindiefilmreview at gmail.com. Max, if you're out there, you listen to this, we love you. Send us an email. Oh, no. We want to hear we want to hear your new new lifelong dream. Max, don't listen to this. <laughs> You're like, what are these fucking babies out here fucking reviewing me, telling me shit? Like, fuck these guys. Yeah, I agree with you, Max. I agree. Uh <laughs> So yeah, thank you all for listening so much. I appreciate you. Um, if you really want to help the show out, go tell the people about the show. You can rate us and stuff, I guess. I don't know. It's fine. No, word of but mouth yeah, is the best to, yeah. The best friend of podcasters. Why haven't you told anybody yet, guys? Yeah, what's your fucking deal? We're, we're paying attention to the numbers, and you yeah, aren't doing your right. job. That's right. The one number. I see it. We color-coded all, all of our listeners. I have a spreadsheet. Uh, so <laughs> but yeah, go check out the Necropoticon.com for uh, more cool podcasts, and we appreciate you. Dan, 
You got the final word, bud. Tune in next summer whenever Max Calderon, who has yet to fill, fulfill his lifelong dream of being the most badass person ever, he will take a dive into the Mariana Trench. Down, down, down he goes until he implodes from the pressure. Necropoticon. Hard to pronounce? Easy to listen.